0: Hello curiosity seekers, welcome to Dissecting Medical History. I'm Ange. I'm a travel nurse, medical history enthusiast, and your host. Please note this is not in any way medical advice. If you have anything that's ever discussed in any of the podcast episodes, please seek medical attention. Now let's get this story started. Hello. Welcome to Dissecting Medical History. I'm Ange. And with me is Mel, my true crime loving buddy. Woohoo! And hello. As, hello. As promised, we have another true crime. This one also, like last week, is from the UK. From the Lang Oh no. Oh, what is it called? Is it Lancaster. 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 Yeah. Lancaster area. Anyway. This guy moved around a lot, so he's from all over. So this murderer, we're just going to get right into it. No tangents mm-hmm. today. Let's just go. Murder. Murder. My favorite. This one's called the Blue Beard Murderer. Hmm. Okay. So this is kind of a three in one story today. A Three in one. Three and in one. An, uh, Alice, Bonus. Alice Blaine. yeah. Three murderers. You've got some splaining to do, and they're all related by the word Bluebeard. It's going to be all about fairy tales, ooh, and not the good kind. So, ooh, those scary ones. Right, those are scary, my favorite scary. So, before we dive into the the main story, I want to give you the definition of a Bluebeard. Okay, sounds like a pirate, right? It
1: does sound like a pirate. This guy's
0: kind of nefarious like a pirate but he's not. So basically it means a man who marries and kills his wife oh. one after the other. Oh. So it was originally It's happened enough that there is a term for it. That's yeah.
1: wonderful. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so it was originally a French fairy tale La Barbe Bleu. I don't know French but I'm assuming that's Bleu. Bleu. From the 18 from 1812. Okay. The author of the story wrote the original Cinderella. Uh-huh. Which was Pusin also boots. kind of a scary, yeah. A lot of fairy story. tales yeah. really are dark. Yeah. In the story, Bluebeard is wealthy and uses that to lure women. Hmm. Apparently in the story, he's cruel and ugly, but you know. But he's got money. But he's wealthy and has some clout. So once married, the wife is given keys to the house And given free reign of the rooms, except for one. Mm. He's a wealthy business nobleman or whatever. So he goes away, and she can't kill her curiosity. So while away, Mm -hmm. she goes into the room she's forbidden from and finds... Who wouldn't? Right? I mean, you know. So she finds the dead bodies of all the previous wives. Oh, gross. But what about the first wife? That's what I want to know. Obviously if she went in the room she wasn't gonna yeah. find dead wives. what did she find? What'd she find what did she find in there What did she do cat? wrong So she must have some different crime but the other the others were found and then when he comes back, he finds blood. so the story is from the last wife mm-hmm. and finds blood on the key and he says to her, she needs to be punished. With, of course, being decapitated. Well, of course. I mean. Let's, how else would you punish let's go somebody? Let's extreme, okay? Yeah. So, I mean, it is a fairy tale to somebody. It's a lovely children's story. <laughs> it's like, this is how serial killers are made. These I are the, know. These are the fairy tales. <laughs> of... Old-timey fairy tales. Yeah. So, it was pretty gruesome. In the end, she's saved by her brothers. And I wonder, would my brothers save me? Probably not. They're all... They're very sophisticated. They're not like manly (laughs) men who would come to my rescue, I'm sure. But uh, anyway, so this story is, there's some sort of version of the story in uh, many, many countries. And when I looked it up on archive.com, on archive.org, there seriously was a lot of different versions. Mm -hmm. French does seem to be the main, the main one, Uh but there's different versions. Like there was all kinds of different languages. This is a story that's supposed to have a moral to it and that's to not let like, curiosity get the better of you. Okay, which a lot of fairy to- fairy tales do have that kind of a moral to them, right? But also makes me th- remember when I was in Scotland, my friend and I went to see the Kelpies. Have you ever heard of the Kelpies? The Kelpies oh. are horses and there's this huge artistic, statue of horse like horse heads uh-huh. horses, and it has water surrounding it it's beautiful yeah and the reason I went was because so my background has some Scottish in it mm-hmm. so that one of the street names had our name on it Okay, and I was we wanted to go find it I never did find it but oh. my clan was from the board was a border clan okay and this is this was a border area so mm-hmm. it was kind of cool Anyway, so the story of the Kelpies in Scotland is that the children were lured by these horses uh-huh. into the water. Oh. And then they were, then the Kelpies turned into, I guess, bad the fairies or whatever. Yeah. And then they were taken. The children were
1: okay. drowned
0: or whatever. So it was supposed to be immoral to tell children to stay away from the water. Oh, okay. So they do it in such a gruesome way to i guess maybe put fear into a child you just tell children about sharks <laughs> <See how> the <laughs> ocean. i
1: feel like that's a lot of extra work to make up this whole kelpie story i but, feel like know.
0: nowadays that might be extreme to tell a story that's so gruesome because yeah now they treat kids with kid gloves they don't want to yeah. ruin their and here you know when we were growing up we might get spanked or... Yeah, don't cross your eyes, they'll stay that way. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I don't know if it would work so well. But anyway, that it kind of reminded me of that where these stories are a little more dark. Yeah. So there's some more background for this story before we begin. And this one goes all the way back further into 1405. Oh, wow. But still in France, this guy in France was named Giles de Reis. I don't know. If anyone knows French, they could tell me R A I S. Mm. I'm not really good with French. I'm not really good with English. Me neither. So he was a French baron, knight in the middle of the Hundred Years' War. Mm -hmm. He was a companion to Joan of Arc Mm. as they fought against those pesky English. He ended up earning the title of Marshal of France. Marshal of France. so Sounds important. Yeah, seemed important. I don't know. For some reason, 30 years later, in 1435, he stopped going to court. He started working on this very monumental play about the Siege of Orleans. Hmm. And I was like, Orleans? Like, like New Orleans? Old Orleans? <laughs> it's old Orleans. The Siege of Orleans, which was about the victory being a turning point for the war. So this project, this play he was working on, had a hundred speaking parts, hmm. a 500 extras. Oh my god! I mean, god. this is a huge production, and I think he was even developing a building for it. Jeez! Just to put on this play, which dude must have had a lot of money. He had a lot of money. I mean, money, he was the marshal of was, France. He was. It was costing him a lot of money. He was still living the lifestyle of a baron, but he had to start living off, pay, or he had to start selling off his land little by little mm. to pay for all of it. His lifestyle he and, was
1: dedicated to yeah, doing this project, you know.
0: So King Charles the Seventh denounced him, hmm. calling him a spendthrift. Like, how dare you, sir? And forbade the people from buying or entering into any money lending contracts with him. That ruined his reputation and his financial situation.
1: King Charles, this is none of your business. Yep. Mind your business.
0: Mind your business. And I guess if he hadn't done that, the next part would have not happened. So at this point, listeners, if you just be warned, I'm about to go into some disturbing details. So if you have triggers uh, to disgusting, violent things, you probably don't like true crime, but <laughs> <laughs> you probably would have stopped listening a long time but ago. But there's, there's triggers to rape as well. So okay. just, just fast forward. So in 1440, Giles was on trial for some very hi- high, heinous,
1: heinous, heinous, Oh, your Texas is coming out. Yes.
0: <laughs> very heinous <laughs> Now I cannot say it. He admitted to using magic and summoning demons. That probably happened. He was trying to use magic in order to get more wealth. Uh-huh. In
1: order to oh, It's do worked this, for me so far.
0: Right? That's why I'm so wealthy. Right? In order to do this, he had to sacrifice children. Oh. It was mostly boys, but there were some girls. Oh. And I suppose he was thinking creepy beggars can't be choosers. So mm-hmm. he was just like, okay, I'll take girls too. To lure them, he would give them a very extra, This is, this is the olden day, candy and the van. Oh, he would give him an extravagant meal and really nice clothes. Oh, and he was a nobleman, right? So he was very well to do and semi wealthy, whatever. Yeah. So he would lure them in. Like, why would you not trust a guy who was noble? Right. Right. Why wouldn't you trust why him? Why wouldn't you? So, just like you wouldn't you would trust doctors. <laughs> yeah, you would trust
1: doctors and other people in power.
0: So, anyway, he would do all of that to lead them in. And once he got them into his little his little castle. His little van.
1: His, his little windowless
0: his, castle. His castle van. He's driving around town. Yeah, he would sexually assault them. Oh no. He would put them up on a hook. Oh. So, yeah, they couldn't get away and he would sexually assault, rape them. Oh, sodomize them before bashing their face
1: so in. So this was the magic he was doing? Yeah, this was the sacrifice. Ah, the sacrifice, yes of course.
0: Yeah, he was he killed them in either bashing their face in, slitting their throat, or cutting their heads off.
1: Oh. Do you know how old the kids were? Like, what was the range? I don't know the age range. Okay, It's an old story, so I imagine it probably yeah. doesn't have those details. 14. 14 yeah, a yeah.
0: long time ago the assault did not end there though after he would kill them he would then open their body and further abuse oh they inter- i don't know how it just said abused it didn't say okay. exactly what that meant that might mean just taking them out and playing with the intestines i don't know yeah. what he did but In then, some
1: weird weird rituals or something yeah
0: probably some witchy witchy r- rituals um then they would throw them into the castle fireplace oh which is probably pretty big. It was estimated that he did this with about, this is a big range, about 80 to 200 children. Ooh. I think there was over a five to 10 year span.
1: So did he prey on kind of the, children that came from not the so The neighborhood are, yes, yeah, exactly. Okay.
0: From the trial transcripts, it mm-hmm. sounded as though he was, there were peasant children mm-hmm. and they said that he was kind of presenting himself as a beggar at first and sometimes and the peasant like just kind of getting an idea that's how they came up with that estimate of 80 to 200 children yeah was by the people talking about their
1: their children being okay okay and i imagine they probably didn't keep good track of people back then either probably not especially
0: and i i know it's pretty common if you can't afford to feed everybody in your family Uh uh-huh That you, not sell them like savory or anything, Mm -hmm. but you would give them to another family that might need help. Yeah. That, and then they would grow up with that family or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Maybe they didn't even know they were missing. Yeah. Anyway, he was accused of heresy, sodomy, and witchcraft.
1: Mm -hmm. Notice I didn't say murder. No, of course not. Just, you know, witchcraft. Just all these
0: other things. But he does, he did. He was found guilty and then hung and then buried.
1: Mm-hmm. No, he was found guilty, and hung and then burned. Oh, burned. Okay, instead of buried. Okay, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm like
0: buried. What that Stick him in the fireplace. Big deal. I was not like, like in England when victims? they'll like quarter them.
1: Oh yeah. Right. But back then it was
0: hung and burned. They weren't. I guess they weren't doing the gu- guillotine yet. Yeah. I don't know when the guillotine came in. I don't. Know. I love executions, but I'm not too familiar with French um, executions. All like I know I'm is not... that
1: the guillotine was used up until the 1970s. Yeah, France. but I don't know when it started. But I don't. Yeah, I don't know when it started either.
0: So, but apparently, this one was just he was hung. So okay, there. Though it was the end of him, his legend lives on. So. They say he was a nobleman that was able to lure people in. And that's, I think the, the part that keeps coming back in each story, right? He thought he could become wealthy by sacrificing the innocent And that is how the fairy tale of Bluebeard was born.
1: It's kind of interesting because where did he even get this idea that he could become wealthy by sacrificing children? Oh, okay. There were probably, I guess, there were probably some crazy ideas floating around back then in the 1400s. Yeah, there
0: was a lot. It could have been maybe he had heard Mm -hmm. of other witches or been accused. You know, witches were accused of this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And maybe he thought it might work for him. Yeah. Maybe he really wasn't in, in a cult. Yeah. I don't know. There's not a whole lot of more information about yeah. it. Yeah. So the story, the main story we're going to talk about is about Robert G- George Clements. He's from Belfast, North Ireland, and he was born in 1880. So we've jumped back forward. By 1912, he had become a fellow at the Royal College of Surgeons in Edinburgh, Scotland. And he finally ended up as the Chief Medical Officer for Health in Blackburn in the UK during World War II. He was known as a doctor at the top of his field. He was publishing papers in the Lancet and the British Medical Journal and was a fellow at the faculty of insurance and i'm i don't even know what that means insurance must mean something different over there maybe maybe. i don't know i mean i know they have national health care yeah so maybe it's something to do with that part of the system i don't know yeah so not to mention in his younger years he was very good looking oh yeah i saw a picture of him as a young guy and uh-huh. his um, uniform, and he was pretty good looking. Yeah, I don't know what uniform that was for because you said
1: World War II. Yeah, but that was later.
0: Oh, okay. So I'm was he in? Because the other guy, like mm-hmm. people younger, were going out and fighting. Yeah, and he took up the the place there in Blackburn. So oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe hmm. he was in.
1: I don't know.
0: But I'll post a picture of this one. He he was really good. Yeah, I hate to say that.
1: Yeah. Well, sometimes they are. They can be
0: very charming. Yeah. Well, okay. So friends said that he was very jovial and always ready for a joke, and one of them said he was the best friend you could ever ask for. That's lovely.
1: Well,
0: that's nice. I bet. They, in so, hindsight. Yeah, right? So, <laughs> so his first so marriage was to Edith Ann Mercer from Belfast. She was on the Unionist Council. we'll get into North Ireland politics. Yeah. And came from a very rich family. They were grain merchants. They owned Dufferin, Dufferin flour, and meal mills mouthful <laughs> so, if anybody from Ireland or England knows what that means, that might be like our version of like Kellogg's or something. yeah. they invented and patented a method for bleaching and conditioning wheat, flour, and cereals way back in nineteen o three of course, by marrying a woman with wealth that made him wealthy. Mm-hmm. imagine that in nineteen twenty so they were married quite a quite a bit. Um, in 1920, Edith mysteriously died at age 40 from sleeping sickness, also known as African mm-hmm. trypanosomiasis, which is spread by the tsetse fly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Clemens was the one that signed the death certificate. He's the one that said that's what she Sounds died Sounds like from.
1: a conflict of interest. Yeah,
0: definitely. But she bit. put... So, okay... As far as I know, that's only it only occurs in Africa,
1: right? Unless she where... traveled there. They, the and flies, they the tsetse flies, don't live in
0: maybe because she's wealthy and he was a doctor. They maybe they traveled. Maybe there. they traveled there. Yeah, and then he came back and was like, "Oh, that's a good excuse, right?" Yeah. Anyway, she was cremated, mm. so we'll never know.
1: Well, that helps too, yeah. I guess.
0: Anyway, so. Clements remarried to a younger woman named Mary McCree. McCreekey. McCreekey. There's two C's. McCreekey. Another wealthy daughter. He even moved to Moss Side in Manchester for her. That's the Manchester connection. I was mm-hmm. like, there's oh, okay. Manchester here somewhere. Unfortunately, five years after the first wife died, Mary died. Mm-hmm. This time from what was signed off by clements as mm-hmm. endocarditis endocarditis
1: so she endocarditis, huh? she
0: was From... younger what did i say how old she, was she did i say
1: i don't think so but said... she was younger yeah you just said a, a younger woman
0: but this that is a very serious heart infection that can yeah. cause the heart failure the heart failure the heart to fail the heart failure the heart failure Clemens had a son in 1925. So it was the same year that Mary had died, Mm -hmm. the second wife. So I'm not sure which wife had the kid.
1: How old was the kid at the time? He was born. He was born. Oh, okay. He was born
0: when the second wife died, the year that the wife died. Okay. But I don't know the month. Okay. I don't know when he was born or when she died. Okay. So, and I don't know, so I don't know. Is
1: it possible she had like the, what is it like the group B strep infection that you can get when you're pregnant, and can that cause
0: endocarditis? She, or I don't know.
1: Of but, course, he signed the death certificate. Right. So,
0: so he, so he's either the son of this one, like she either had uh-huh. him right before she died, uh-huh. or he's the son of the next wife.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And he might have married her right away. Okay. Again, I don't know the year
1: that he married the third wife. Let me guess. The third wife came from a wealthy family. Yep. They all do. Is he getting money when these women die? When these wives die? Yes. Okay. We'll talk about that. Okay.
0: So, again, I don't know if the son is from the second wife or the third wife. I know it's not the fourth wife. Yeah. Obviously, because of timing. But I don't know. I don't know. To just going through so this guy, this guy is, and he didn't, he stayed married to them for quite a bit of time, yeah. It wasn't like he killed them right away, I mean, that would be too suspicious. So, but and all of them he seemed to get along well with, yeah. So, I think it was all just purely money, maybe, yeah. So, anyway, he the son ended up staying in Belfast, okay, and growing up there and became
1: a farmer. Who was he raised by? I don't know. Okay. I don't Maybe know. The grandparents. That's or something. the
0: thing I was trying to find out because.
1: Because she was from Belfast. If it's the her The first kid, one was from oh, Belfast. the Belfast. Fir- oh. That, he had so many wives. I'm just getting them all mixed up now. Right.
0: The second one was from Moss Side.
1: Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I've
0: already done all this labor. <laughs> just trust me. I, I don't know why he's in Belfast. He just is. Okay. And he became a farmer. Okay. And he's 45. Yeah. And he's on his third wife.
1: Uh-huh.
0: He lit God, I, I didn't even have one husband by 40 <laughs> <laughs> Okay. They lived in Southport in a mansion, of course. Of course. This one's name was Sarah Kathleen, also listed on the death certificate as having died by endocarditis. Mm. Very suspicious. And of course, signed by Yep. They're all signed by him. Mm. All of them. There's
1: four. How long does Spoiler. it take people to catch on to this? Well,
0: this one did catch the attention of authorities. Oh, finally! But they weren't able to do an examination because the body was already she was cremated. Cremated. Yep. Imagine that. All right. So, in June 1940, Dr. Clemens married for the fourth time, and her name was Amy Victoria Burnett. As luck would have it, she was wealthy. Imagine that. But this time, she was the wealthy daughter of one of his conveniently dying patients.
1: Hmm.
0: So six hmm. years later, he gave up his position in Blackburn in 1946. See like he was. It was later in life, uh-huh. and it, 1946. So a year later, his wife became comatose, and became ill and collapsed. She died less than two days later. Because of a discrepancy in the cause of death, police got involved. Oh. She was only 47 at the time of her death. Dr. Clemens listed her cause of death as myeloid leukemia. However, when the body was examined, they found a large amount of morphine poisoning. Oh. while on the other hand, Dr. Clemens just so happened to prescribe a lot of morphine to a patient that never received it. Oh. Discrepancies. On the day of the funeral, the body was taken for further examinations. Because if if they would have gone through with it, they would have cremated her. Yes. They would have lost that. They lost all that evidence. So they took her away. And the son even came for the funeral for his Mm stepmom. The police went to go question Dr. Clemens and one of his colleagues, Dr. Houston, on May 30th of 1947. When they got there, both doctors were dead. What? Dr. Clemens died of a morphine overdose Hmm. while Dr. Houston had taken a cyanide pill.
1: Oh. And
0: I I had to figure this one out because I... Who the hell is Dr. Houston? Where did he come yeah. from? What, Who is what this is going guy? On? <laughs> the next day, there was a. There was a. Sh- <laughs> don't get so excited. The next day, there was a formal inquest, and they asked the son about some questions about all this. Yeah. He said they kept in regular contact. His dad seemed very happy with the latest wife. The latest. <laughs> the wife. latest. <laughs> so he said he didn't know. He said around Christmas time, he said she was very ill and didn't know what happened. The other three marriages just became somewhat of a concern as they got deeper into things. Yeah. So wife number one left the least amount in her will. Uh-huh. But each wife after that kept growing. Uh. And I didn't put down the money because what what they said didn't make sense to me. Okay. So it, it was a lot of money. Yeah. But it wasn't enough to keep him like forever rich, wealthy. Yeah. It was enough to keep him in a good lifestyle, which I think is why. Long
1: enough to get the next wife. Right.
0: Exactly. And so I think perhaps that's why he kept killing because he needed more money. Yeah. And I don't know. It didn't say like he was living above his means. It didn't say he was living a, an extravagant lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't say any of was that. Was
1: being a doctor not paying enough? I mean, Remember come on, that one guy? doctor that we did who
0: was really getting rich, ended up being one of the richest doctors. Oh yeah. And was stealing from all those people and changing yes. their wills and never and he got away with all of it. Oh my god. Yeah. This guy, he he was a coward and took that suicide way out. Yeah. So, okay, Dr. Houston. Suicide note stated, "I have for some time been aware that i have been making mistakes i have not profited from my experience okay yay that he didn't profit okay. but i think he might have been hiding the fact that she was sick and he didn't say anything okay cuz we also did another episode that was in scotland and the the doctor did kill his wife uh-huh. but that other doctor never spoke up and said anything oh yeah so maybe he was feeling shame and guilty. Yeah, And so that's why he killed himself. So I'm not sure how that all played out. Yeah. How did he have a cyanide pill? Why were they together? Where do you even get a cyanide pill? Well, that's a good question. But it was, what, after World War II? So maybe they yeah. were a little more common. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe it was um, euthanasia <laughs> type of yeah, thing. Yeah, maybe. That they were able to subscribe. Yeah. Subscribe, prescribe, and then he was able to.
1: Subscribe do- to it. Yeah, subscribe. But Not much of a subscription if the first that'd be one kills horrible. you. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Not going to make anything off that. Nope. I don't know. There's a lot of questions that it left me with. Yeah. As far as that, as that dynamic. But, I mean, even the authorities, they don't know mm. because, I mean, they just died and left it to a mystery. Yes. Anyway, they did keep going with the investigation and did declare him as uh, Clements as being the one who killed his, at least his last wife. Yeah. So they, they did, they were able to, to say that, but for, for Clemens, suicide note, this is what it said to whom it may concern to whom it may concern. (laughs) I could no longer tolerate the diabolical insults to which I have recently been exposed. Mm-hmm. aka they were coming for you you they Emma were coming for you You killed yourself <laughs> the same way you killed your last wife stupid right. he knew and the article even said one of the articles said yeah like who was insulting you you yeah. had, it hadn't even been that long after the death yeah so it wasn't like it was a newspaper thing saying all these insults it wasn't like Anybody was accusing yet? Nothing was going on yet. Poor
1: Doctor Clemens. It was justice and He was such a victim.
0: Yeah, poor guy. Poor baby. Again, a doctor. Like so, one doctor admitted having made a mistake, and he put himself out of his own misery. Yeah, probably could have stopped it. Maybe he knew of the other deaths.
1: Yeah, it's very possible. So, the
0: endocrine this one that was that's oh, something come else. On, I mean, and this was they said he was like top of his his game and he was doing I want to you know I want to look and
1: see if I can find the article he wrote for the Lancet that would oh, be interesting Oh that would be really interesting it's probably old enough that you might because be able to Because remember also
0: it. when we talked about that sweden doctor 2 months after his wife's death he suddenly became an expert on strangulation mm, right
1: that's not suspicious so
0: i'm wondering like what his Lancet papers were. <laughs> I know. Like, was it on
1: um, endocarditis? Endocarditis. And what was it? Some kind of leukemia? Yeah. Myeloid lo- leukemia. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I wonder if it was like something related to how he killed them. <sighs> I don't know. It's very interesting being in the mind of a murderer. Of a crazy doctor murderer. I'm glad murderer. I can say I'm not very successful at it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was our... Second story in two weeks for a UK murder. Again, shout out to Joe from Consistently Eccentric. Hope you're doing good. All right. Well, thank you for letting me tell you these stories. A
1: three for one. Woohoo. A nice bedtime fairy tale for you. Bedtime fairy tale. I'll be thinking about this while I'm trying to sleep tonight. And I hope
0: (laughs) all of you listeners can sleep. And thank you for listening. And we'll catch you in the next episode. Sweet dreams. Bye.
1: Ah, you thought the episode was over.
0: Sometimes when I'm finished with an episode, I go to sleep. And then I remember, oh, I forgot to mention something. Or I think of another theory or something. Well, in this case, I couldn't let it go because... When we talked about the first wife being murdered and then Clemens had written on the death certificate that she died from sleeping sickness. And I was thinking African sleeping sickness, but I forgot. One of the very first episodes that I had done for dissecting medical history was on the sleeping sickness that started around... 1916 and ended around 1927. I did an episode, it was called The Sleeping Sickness Pandemic and there was a movie even about Oliver Sacks who had figured out that some of these people did well with a medication that works in Parkinson's. So it was a Parkinson's type of an illness. A little bit. I mean, it, it worked kind of the same, but it still was kind of anig an enigma. It never came back. It was it it happened between nineteen sixteen, nineteen twenty seven, and then it just kind of disappeared. No one got sick from it again. It was really maybe a couple people in nineteen twenty eight and nineteen thirty or whatever. But for the most part it was gone. It was just gone. So I think because she had died nineteen twenty. When he said sleeping sickness, he was probably blaming it on the sleeping sickness pandemic that was going on because it really was still an enigma. And he was a doctor. So who's going to question the doctor? Of course, he's probably right. She probably had the symptoms or whatever it was. And some people did die from the sleeping sickness. So I don't think it was the African fly. I don't think they went on vacation. I think it was that pandemic that went on. Anyway, sorry, I I just couldn't let it go, and uh, I apologize. The other thing I couldn't like I kept thinking about was from last week, for Bucks Ruxton, one of the things that gave him away was he said that his wife had taken his maid away for the day. However, when she when he reported her missing, her car was in the driveway. Her clothes were in the home. So there was no sign that she had actually left anywhere. So I wanted to bring that up because I didn't mention that from last week. All right. Really this time I'm letting go and have a good week. We'll catch you in the next episode.